Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Happy Monday afternoon. Good to have you with us here on, uh, this is National One Hit Wonder Day. So if you have suggestions, Colin can line those up for you. Uh, John Grayson's out today. Colin and I are hanging out uh, for the next couple of hours here. Okay, we were going to talk about this on Friday. Ran out of time, and I kind of forgot. Um, This is Fat Bear Week. um, If you're ever looking, like, just for something to kind of zen out on, I I can't remember if it's the Explorer channel, but there's a, a YouTube channel that you can go to, and you can watch live the bears in Katmai National Park in Alaska fish for salmon. And they just stand in the middle of the river, and you just watch, and there are multiple camera angles there, and you just wait for them, these massive brown bears, to just pick up the salmon and, and go to town uh, as they get ready to hibernate. It's just, um, it's captivating in a really dorky kind of way that I appreciate. But you can definitely do that. Just look for the YouTube channel. So with that, this is Fat Bear Week, um, where you can go online and you can vote for your favorite bear. Um, and we get into this every year. So if you go to, um, I need to get to the right site here. So it is uh, explore.org forward slash fat dash bear dash week. And it's, um, you vote now and then it's October 4th through the, through the 10th. What I like about this is that before you pick your bear, there are questions like, what does a bear need to get your fat bear week vote? <laughs> does it need good looks, refined fishing skills, Maximum body size or proven adaptability. Did you did you go through that part of this, or did you just pick your bear? No, I'm I'm a fat bear expert, so I kind of just <laughs> look at the bear and say, "Yep, that's my guy." <laughs> okay, so then there's a poll below that that says, "Okay, who's ready?" Fat Bear Junior is the 28th and 29th, and Fat Bear Week is the fourth through the 10th, and then you can vote there too. Okay, so then you go down and you see what looks like you would see the for the NCAA tournament. It's the bracket, and then that's how they eventually get you down to the top two. I don't even remember what the significance is of the winner. It it just is a fun thing that the National Park Service does leading up to when the bears go out in the river. And, name and glory. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Get your name in the yearbook. That's all it is. So I don't remember who I picked last year, but you do. How could I forget? I forgot. So you are better than I am in terms of remembering. Okay, so where are the bears listed? I'm on the website. Oh, meet the bears. Duh. Yes. Just go to the top. Sorry. This is... Not as complicated as any. Okay, here we go. Um, So they give you the name of the bear. They give you a biography and multiple pictures here. Um, So we have Chunk, 
We have, who named them? We have Grazier. We have Walker. We have number 164 that yeah, doesn't some, appear to have a name. Some don't have names. Some don't yeah. have names. They need to have names. Holly, Otis, no name, Divot. There are many on here. A couple that don't have names. Uh, Yearling. Okay, so there's like a dozen on here that you can pick. So a little bit of history. 747 is a two-time winner and the reigning champion. Otis is a four-time champion and the quoted fan favorite bear. 435 Holly uh, is renowned for her maternal maternal instincts. Uh, And then Beadnose is another female bear. Uh, that proves you don't have to be a big boy bear to win. <laughs> so for those who have no idea like why this is significant, it's just fun, but the National Park Service created this. Public gets to decide who will be designated the biggest, best bear um, in this competition that goes the 4th through the 10th, and then and then it's announced later. Uh, and so this is where you go and you do your your voting. Okay, so what is your criteria? How do you, how do you pick? For me? Yeah. How do you pick your You just got to look at the one. thing. And you got to say, is that a mean-looking big fat bear? Okay. And that's that's how I decided it's okay. for me. Who'd you pick? 856. Same bear I took last year. This one doesn't have a name. Doesn't need it's a just name. just number 856. It's just a big bear. Okay. You don't need a name to win. No, 747 but- won, two-time winner, and reigning champion. Okay, so- they identify number 856, a very large and tall adult male, um, uniformly brown fur, light brown ears, and early summer, numerous scars and wounds are visible on his head and neck. He's a fighter. He's quite bold and assertive toward other bears. Um, let's see. Earlier this summer, he frequently challenged number 747 for preferred fishing spots. Well, that seems like the one I should pick then, He's and then we fighter. can have them go He's head to head. man. I don't like 747 is kind of ugly. Um, it I'm, says he was depla- displaced from the top of the higher hierarchy by longtime rival 747 in in the in the group of the bear. What 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 are the pack of pack of bears? Group of bears? I don't. What are I think that's right. Called? I think pack, pack. That sounds right. I don't know. We'll look it up. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going the one directly above it. Number eight five four divot. It's pretty. Look at the top picture of divot. Isn't that pretty? Like that's just some of the pictures make the bears look pretty small. Yeah, but which eight, like five, don't don't do them justice. But you know, you think about it, they're all they're all pretty big. Okay, so she is a medium large adult female with a short, straight muzzle and closely spaced eyes. She's very distinct. Uh, her most distinctive feature is a prominent scar that completely encircles her neck. Um, let's see, like bears three thirty five and four thirty five. She is habituated to the presence of people and often uses the areas of the river corridor where people gather. She likes people. This is my bear. I like 854 divot. I'm going to write it down so I remember. Um, so do we find out at the end, like after October 10th, who wins? Is that the voting takes place for that week? So. It's called a sleuth of bears. I looked it up. I never in a, a million sleuth. years would have come up with that. Yeah, a bit odd. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, I'm, down. yeah okay. I'm taking 856. You got to be, a, if you want to be the number one fat bear, you got to be aggressive and you got to go want to take it. You can't sit there and be passive and expect to get to the mountaintop. And that's why I like it. He's a big, not a bully, but he's aggressive, you know, and he's going to go, he's going to go take it. Okay. Um. All right. I like, 
<laughs> I, I, I like that ours are right next. I should go with 747 since they often compete, but the I'm rivals. going 856. Yeah, or I'm going 854. So it's just a fun thing. It's a really fun thing to do with your kids, by the way. You can go through and have them pick them out. There's like a dozen of them there. Really good bios. But again, go to that YouTube channel. It's it's just so interesting. I should turn it on. Um, we should put it on here somewhere. It's just so interesting to watch these bears get ready to book up for the winter. And they and they have so many camera angles. By the way, this is the same place. We did the story of the guy that was hiking and got lost and found a camera and knew that the public was watching these cameras of the bears that were in the river. This is the same place where the guy found the camera and said, I need help and waved and said, I'm lost and I need help, hoping that people would see it and send help for him. And they did. So same area, Katmai National Park in Alaska. If you want to check it out, uh, you can go online to do that. All right, 913-586-7798. Coming up, we'll take a break. Uh, Discovered a new TikTok account over the weekend where he says everything we are thinking as we drive on the roads. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. It's National One-Hit Wonder Day. I'm not sure I've ever heard this, Colin. This is Usher. Oh, okay. It's more Usher. All right. Usher was announced. Um, Now people are going to say, he's not a one-hit wonder. Usher was announced for the Super Bowl halftime show. No, we know he's not a one-hit wonder, but feel free to suggest yours today if you would like. And Colin's going to keep dancing. Uh, Welcome in here. So... Um, this was Friday night where I just kind of was chilling out Friday night, just long week. And so put a frozen pizza in and just kind of relax all night long. And what will happen sometimes is I will end up on TikTok and TikTok will just follow your suggestions. They'll follow what you're watching and then they will make suggestions based on kind of what you're already checking out. And so there is an account on TikTok now and it's a truck driver who drives this big red Peterbilt who puts a camera like one of those dash cams out the front and then records himself making comments about really bad drivers as he goes. And he describes himself conservative American trucker. I'm going to assume based on what he talks about that he is based in the Northeast. I think New Jersey, but for sure he drives a lot through there and he just puts this camera up and he just gives commentary on all the mistakes that he sees people making. And it is so hilarious. Like I was, I was laying in bed laughing out loud as I watched one after another, after another on Friday night. So uh, we're going to, so I'm going to, I will point out to you, if you are going to check out this account, it is not clean. We cleaned it up because it's, it is not arable in some, let's keep that in mind if your kids hear it, but this is, this is what we can play for you. So the comments aren't coming through as loudly as. So what you're not seeing on the screen is that he will most often go after people that cross over the line. And in that case, what you see on the screen is a little Pac-Man and he does the waka 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 sound as he goes after him. But he just. He says all the things out loud that we all say as we're driving. And then he records it and he puts it up on TikTok. So, but in that case, the, the background music was a little louder than 
than we would have wanted it to be. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So he is, it's at, um, this would be hard to find if it wasn't just a suggestion, but it's at Joey Whispers, which is a weird, I don't know why that's what, unless that's just his name. Um, 1776, if you just put that in, you'll get close enough. But it's, it's just these minute long videos of him commenting. It's really funny because some people have, have commented to him Number one, they know they drive in the Northeast and they don't want to be caught in front of him and the subject of his commentary, but they've also said it's made them a better driver because you know that there's this guy out there that's paying attention and then putting your, I mean, he doesn't, he usually doesn't zoom in close enough that you would see license plates, but he'll, he goes after bicyclists and pedestrians and anybody that crosses when they shouldn't and people that don't go with the green light. I mean, you name a thing. And he's he's all over that. So you can check that out on TikTok if you are curious. Somebody just said, I love it when he does Pac-Man. Okay, yeah, that's 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 what he does is he'll he'll find the people that don't stay on that side of the line. Um, yes, I know there are several truckers that do that. This is the one that's got eight hundred twenty two thousand followers on TikTok. So um, so do you have it? Yeah. It's the laugh also. The the way that he laughs at himself a lot is actually kind of kind of endearing. So um if you want to find him, you can. All right, 913-586-7798. Totally changing gears here for a bit. Um eater.com had this story this morning. Uh we've talked before about the idea of the dynamic pricing model. Um airlines do it where they charge more for flights that are in demand and then change those prices based on how demand changes. We have definitely talked about it with concert tickets because that's a relatively new thing for Ticketmaster and some of the other um, concert venues to do that where, in fact, we talked about that when Ticketmaster first kind of put the, um, the warning up on their website saying the cost of tickets may change based on demand. It may be fluid. And so in some of those cases, you might be better off waiting to get tickets to a thing, to wait and see how popular it is. Hotels do it. The travel industry is famous for it. And now the suggestion is being made that the grocery industry should start to do this. And what they say is that it's a good way to curb waste. It gets a little more complicated because what you have to do is have some kind of automated system that keeps track of inventory and then charges more or less based on how popular an item is. But the point of that is that, and we we see them do that a little bit, like they'll discount produce or day-old bread or something like that. It is that, but in a what um, in a much wider scale going across across the grocery store. And so the example they give is, in the produce section, you see two baskets of avocados. The ones in the front are ripe, will need to be eaten today, and cost 75 cents less than those in the back that'll last for a few days. Which do you choose? That's what they're talking about being dynamic pricing. How do we feel about this? It's, it is, what they say is it is the way of making sure that they don't have to throw out produce and throw out things that will go bad because you don't want to buy the produce that maybe is, um, is a day old. It's their way of making sure they're just not throwing stuff out. And there are a lot of figures in here. It is insane, the amount of food that we throw away and that we waste. Um, They said in grocery stores, an estimated 119 billion pounds of food gets wasted every year. 
And so they said economic models have shown that if grocery retailers used dynamic pricing to adjust prices for perishable foods based on how long they've been on the shelves, retailers would likely dramatically curb food waste. So we're not talking about canned goods. We're not talking about meat. We're not talking, probably not. I mean, I assume most grocery stores can get rid of meat before it goes bad. Um, But we're talking about the things that have a shelf life that's limited, but is beyond a day. And instead of just doing, again, the day-old bread is the perfect example. Instead of taking the bread and saying, okay, this is a day-old, we're going to discount this to 75 cents. You start to do that with anything in the grocery store that may start to go bad. Um, And you put the, uh, the less ripe stuff in the back and you charge more for that. And the more ripe stuff in the front and you charge less for it, hoping that people will grab that stuff in the front because it's cheaper, but it also cuts down on grocery store waste. Now, I have questions about profitability then in in supermarkets then if they lower the like what's um, what's how does the math work out? Do they lose less by charging less for a thing? That they would event that they would just throw out, like at least they're getting some money for it rather than just throwing it out. I assume they'd rather just have some money than have to just toss it in the garbage. But what else would this apply to? What would you be willing to pay more for or or could see paying more for because it has a longer shelf life? And what would you be willing to pay less for, but you might have to use it within a day or two? 913-586-7798. How do we feel about this idea? Uh, we'll take a break. We'll get to your comments on this one coming up next on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Talking about the story out of Eater.com. Focusing on the problem of food waste in, in particular to grocery stores and supermarkets, the number, it's 121 billion pounds of food that grocery stores throw away every year because it doesn't get sold. So the idea of dynamic pricing is coming up and studies have been done that show dynamic pricing 
could reduce food waste from grocery retailers by 21%. The idea, and I, I think we're getting confused a little bit with the idea of like last minute sales just to get rid of it, that it's not that. They said it's not like last minute clearance sales. It is gradual discounts throughout the shelf life of a product. You don't do discounts just at the end of the last day. The price is changing throughout the time that it's available. Again, what you're requiring then is technology that can track your inventory every time something is sold and then automatically, based on some formula, adjust the price based on the inventory of that. It also then requires supermarkets to do a better job, probably, of accurately determining how much inventory of a thing they need. If they, and I'm sure they try to do this already, but in an effort to not waste money and not overorder things, would you rather sell out of something and not make money on it or overorder something and not make money on it because you have to throw it away? The idea here is at least you make something off of that. The question is would the consumer buy it? Would the consumer, and feel free to give us a call, would you as a consumer spend, be willing to um, buy a thing? Uh, Again, what we're talking about mostly is produce. But would you be willing to buy an onion or buy something knowing that you have to use it today or you have to use it in the next couple of days? Now, some of you are saying on the text line, and I get this, that if you are good at... um, processing and freezing that kind of stuff when you get home this is absolutely a deal for you you would absolutely love this now what it also means is that you have to make pretty frequent trips to that grocery store to find out because it's not always going to be the same it's not going to be as standard as oh apples are going to be a dollar off per pound or whatever a day after they first go out there it's going to be dynamic if it's you know Thanksgiving and people are making apple pie, then it's not going to be that. Um, Whereas on Thanksgiving day, it may fluctuate a little bit. Um, So it's just interesting that that's an idea that they are, that they are looking into. Um, Now they found there are downsides to that. Again, it's technology would, would be an issue. And as somebody said in the text line, you would have to have the staffing to be able to adjust that inventory and move it around. And not everybody has that technology that would be able to do that, but either they would pay someone or, and and put those stickers, those markdown stickers on in real time, or you'd have to have the technology to be able to do it automatically. I just think it's interesting that more and more industries are looking at that dynamic pricing model that we will charge more for things while they are in higher demand and charge less for them later if we find out we can't sell it for as much as we would like to. So we'll see what the future of that ends up being there. Okay, we go to, actually, I think we're getting calls now, so uh, we'll just take a break here for a second and get your calls on 913-586-7798. Again, you can find the story out of eater.com. It lists a bunch of figures about how much food waste comes out of grocery stores. And it's, it's, I mean, we know that, Um, At home, we do the same thing. But they said, even if dynamic pricing reduces waste by 50%, you'll still have 50% of the waste that's out there, but at least it's better than than having the amount of waste that we have now. Um, And no doubt grocery stores are looking for ways to cut down on that. Again, I assume what they look at is let's just order less so that we have to throw less away. 
But then you balance that with how much the technology costs and the people cost in order to be able to do the dynamic pricing. 913-586-7798. Candace has called us up at a mission. Hey, Candace. Hey, sorry, let me turn off turn my speaker down. It's Please not, do. Thank you very not, much. It's not cooperating with me. Um, yeah, so I think I definitely understand why they want this, um, but I do think it would be a nightmare on a consumer level. Um, people trying to budget for everything changing price from day to day. I mean, my gosh, can you imagine? It would be like trying to buy an airline ticket, just going grocery shopping. Yeah. Every time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Also for people who do primarily grocery delivery, which guilty, (laughs) you know, um, I've kind of gotten used to, honestly, my, my groceries coming with the closest out date. And if I, paid extra for something that wasn't that and I got my salad mix that expires tomorrow, I'd be pretty aggravated. Mm -hmm. So I think on a direct-to-consumer level, this would be a nightmare. However, I think they really need to just be either donating this. It's not like there's not a need. This needs to either be donated and written off or sold to the school systems because um, I've seen where the food (laughs) comes from to the school systems and it is trucked an amazing amount of miles and we could really do a much better job providing the schools with fresher food probably for a lower price we could fill four hours with that conversation and and probably should at some point because it's important so yeah you're totally right i appreciate and thanks for getting candace i appreciate the budgeting comment um i budget uh, for fun, but aggressively, I, I just enjoy that. Again, it fits into my my points and miles hobby. But I would assume at least with budgeting, if you budget for, if you have a grocery line in your budget, what you would do is keep your budget the same as if that dynamic pricing is not in place. And if you get a deal, great, that's extra money in your grocery budget. But you're right, I, it would be much harder with delivery because you never know that day you would have to instruct whoever's picking out your groceries, give me the dynamic pricing if it's available. Give me the lower price on the thing that expires sooner or that would go bad sooner on these particular things. There just seems to be a lot of room for that to maybe go wrong. Um, And I generally, I do grocery delivery occasionally um, because I get it free off a perk of a credit card. But when I do it, I don't do that on produce. I only do that on stuff that they could pretty easily pick out I don't have to trust them to pick out a mango that's that's perfectly ripe or anything like that. Um, it, yeah, I, this will come down to money. This will come down to grocery stores saying we stand to not lose as much by doing this. 913-586-7798. Mike is on the line in Mission. Hey, Mike. Hello. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for the call. Good. Um, yeah, I used to work at a grocery store and... There is a lot of technology involved in getting those orders all coordinated and, and put together. They don't strive to make waste, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see a, a grocery store that's successful, that's been around for more than 10 years, uh, you know that they're ordering correctly because they can't afford to have waste. Uh, the margins are so small on that. Mm-hmm. Most of the waste you're getting is going to be from the third party, the you know the middleman that's coming from the vendor to the consumer or the grocery store in that case, um, you know, they're going to, they have a 10 to 12% rate where they you know, just toss out their, you know, 
whatever's not good. Yeah. What's um, so why can't schools accept food that comes from grocery stores? I'm not sure what if it has to do with the unions and what their contracts are. OK. Um, or the amount of labor it takes to prepare them correctly. But, you know, any of the the fresh fruit that's been around for more than a couple of days are going to start going bad. And to be honest, the schools probably won't be as discerning as most restaurants or consumers themselves. Yeah, you'd have to have um, <laughs> you'd have to have cooks that could take that food that's going to go bad in a day or two and immediately do something with it. Right. Like bake. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, if you have apples that are about to go bad, suddenly you're making, you know, apple pies or whatever. You'd have to have cooks that are there and ready to go and have the kitchen space and the ability to use that stuff before it goes bad. Yeah, I think, you know, if there's any local canneries around, picking <laughs> those up, canning them and then getting them out to the school systems might be a you know a viable idea. But I, I don't know what the logistics are on that or what what the. The rules they've set up within the school. Agreed. Agreed. So, Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you getting in. Yeah. Uh, 913-586-7798. Some of you are saying, and I would love to know like if what the actual term for this, but somebody said Walmart does this program online. They call it the customer value program and apply it to nearly all of their goods, not just produce or perishables. Um, so the only place that I get grocery delivery from is Walmart, again, because it's, it's just a perk of a card that I have. And I've never heard of them doing that. So is that who, whom, to whom is that available? And is that, is that the same thing as dynamic pricing? Again, this isn't just discounting stuff after a day. This is if you go to the grocery store at seven in the morning and you pick out um, a watermelon at seven in the morning, it might be one price. And if you go back at noon, it might be less. And if you go back at 5 p.m., it might be even less. For sure, what's going to happen is it's not going to go up and down. It's just going to go down over the course of a day, over the course of a couple of days. And then the new ones that they get, those are going to be charged more. What the story doesn't get into that I would be interested to know is, does that allow you to charge more for things that are in high demand? And maybe they do this already. But, you know, if it's uh, we're getting into pumpkin spice everything season. So if it's getting close to Thanksgiving, do you charge a lot more for canned pumpkin because, you know, people want it? To me, that's the truest definition of dynamic pricing. It's not just discounting things. It's also charging more for things that, you know, are, are in higher demand. It's what it's why airfare, as we've talked about before, dynamic pricing applies to airfare. They charge a lot more for dates that are in higher demand. Airfare is often cheapest on Tuesdays and Saturdays because those are the days that people are least likely to fly, especially business travelers. And so it so it works both ways. This story doesn't tell us if that would apply in grocery stores, if they would charge more for things that people need more of. 913-586-7798 if you want in here. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Just taking some of your comments, wrapping up conversation here about the idea of dynamic pricing in grocery stores as a way to cut down on waste in the stores. They have to, you know, stuff goes bad. You can only sell it for so long. And so 121 billion pounds a year is what grocery stores throw away. Could dynamic pricing fix it? Let's go to Paul in Independence. Hey, Paul. Hey, uh, Jamie, how you doing? Good. Thanks for the call. Good. Hey, uh, I think you're on to something, you know, and, and you got a pretty good idea of what's going on. 
um, it's kind of like the food industry. Before they throw something out, they try to make a second dish, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, when, when, when something's uh, in a uh, holiday or something like that, I think they're really going to shoot the moon on the price and gouge. But uh, I don't know, man. It's like that pandemic, you know. It seems like they kind of gouged on a lot of things in the pandemic. Um, but, uh, like what? Well, car sales went out of out of whack. Well, that was because of the chip shortage. Yeah, and then uh, food was kind of high too, and all this, uh, you know, getting it out to your car and blah blah blah. But it just seemed like uh, bicycles and and stuff that would get you out out of the house. Now, okay, there's a shortage, so they. Uh, and they're in demand, everybody started, like, getting a phenomenal prize for these bicycles and stuff. I'll take your word for it. I did not, I was not in the group of people that bought a bicycle in the pandemic. I'm, I'm trying to think if there was anything in particular that I feel like I paid more for during that time that isn't explained by, you know, the fact that we had so many industries that just had to stop for a while. But I'll have to think about that one a little bit. Oh, yeah. Believe me. I, um, I'll i sell some things every once in a while on the side just to kind of enhance my uh, money. And uh, there was no bikes to be uh, had in the um, in the stores. And it, I'm, in, I'm talking Walmart and I'm talking dealerships. So you could almost ask what you wanted on some of those bikes. And, and people were... We're offering extra money. Huh. Paul, yeah, I... and the food market changed, too, because then they, they found out they couldn't keep their restaurants open, so they, they had to do uh, dashes and all that, and they had to take it out to your car or uh, send it to your address. And so they started capitalizing on it, and, and food costs went up. Okay. I appreciate the call, Paul. I appreciate you getting in here. Uh, 913-586-7798. It's just interesting to see how grocery stores will eventually address the issue of dynamic pricing and, and food waste in stores. Thanks, for everybody, for getting in here. All right. Before we uh, wrap the hour, uh, let's see. So Netflix now, um, I didn't even realize that they still were doing this. But this week, Netflix is going to mail out its last DVDs in the signature red envelopes. If you have still taken advantage of this, we've talked about the red box. If you still do the movies that way by DVD in grocery stores, how common is that? And if you are still doing that, 913-586-7798. They started mailing out DVDs in 1998. Uh, The first movie shipped was Beetlejuice. Uh, They made the announcement in April. So they are finally going to stop doing this in November. And they will no longer, there's just not the demand for it. Isn't there one Blockbuster still open? And I think it's in Oregon, right? Yeah, it's is like it, an Oregon, Washington. Is it Bend, there. Oregon, I think? And in fact, I think they opened it as an Airbnb for a couple of nights where you could go and stay and be around uh, all the movies. That was pretty cool. So, um, 
Yeah. So they will, they are going to stop doing this. They're going to shutter their DVD division um, this week. And so they'll stop going out soon. Uh, And it's just not something that they're going to be doing anymore. They said we had a great 25 year run, changed the entertainment industry, the way that people viewed movies at home. Who's still doing, I would love to talk, who's still doing the red box? And are there any other services like that where you can still just do DVDs by mail? I haven't had a DVD player at home in a very long time. If you gave me a DVD, I think I have one laptop collecting dust. In fact, it might be one from the radio station that we got at the start of the pandemic, but mine are faster than the one I have from the station. And I think it's got the DVD player in it. My PlayStation has the ability to, I I assume most video game consoles now have the abilities to have the ability to play DVDs. Okay. Do you, do you own any DVDs? Yeah, I have DVDs. Like what? What do you have? Oh gosh. Okay. Like, are they, I I don't need much, like, are they newer or older? Um, no, they're not. Well, define newer, like newer movies or did I buy them recently? Um, no. Are they movies that came out recently or movies that are older? No, they, most of them are older. I think the newest one that I have is the John Wick okay. series. I have all those. I have the Dark Knight, all the Batman, Christopher Nolan uh, movies on DVD. One of my favorite movies is When Harry Met Sally, so I have that Aww. on DVD. I like that that's one of your favorite um, movies. That's top four. great. It's in my top four. Okay. So. Okay. Um, the last time I, I had to buy a DVD player and then I sold it, I eventually got rid of it because I wanted to rewatch Northern Exposure. <laughs> and the only way, it doesn't stream anywhere. The only way to do that was to buy a DVD player and then <laughs> and then I bought the series. And then once I got through it again, I, I just kind of got rid of it all. Yeah, um, that's why I had to get, well, now when Harry Met Sally is on Netflix or on uh, Amazon or something like that, but it wasn't on anything. So I had to go buy the, the DVD. Yeah, so they said they have six employees left. Uh, and those six employees will eventually start to go somewhere else. But it's amazing how this kind of dwindled over the years. Uh, at its height, Netflix was the Postal Service's fifth largest customer, operating 58 shipping facilities and 128 shuttle locations that allowed Netflix to serve 98.5% of its customer base with one-day delivery. And I don't even know what other options you have for that. Are there like are there services online where you can just go online and have the DVDs sent to you and then send them back? Does the library still let you check out TV series? Yeah, my grand, my grandparents go to their closest library and they get movies a lot. Yeah, that's what I. I it's been a while, um, but the main library branch uh, in downtown Kansas City which by the way is just a cool building on the outside, but they had a room in their basement and that was where they had, uh, like that was how I got through a couple of like snowstorms was going to that library and just checking out multiple series there um, for free. And then you could just return them. And I don't, I don't, not everybody has the internet at home. Not everybody, not everyone has internet that is good enough to stream movies at home. And so that's often um, a better way to do it. So, yeah, I know a couple of you have said those of us that live in Internet-challenged areas still are using Redbox. That's great. I mean, that's why there's still a market for that. Netflix just found that they didn't have to do that anymore. Uh, Texter says the Shawnee County Public Library has a very large video section. Libraries allow streaming now. So does that mean you can go to the library's website 
and download from their website or just stream it live from the library's website. Okay. That's interesting. Um, Texter said, we still have a DVD player and have rented DVDs from Netflix. Yeah. Cause if you want something older, it's very hard to find it on stream. And Netflix said you could just keep the last movie they rented. So they chose to get Top Gun Maverick. I mean, that just came out last year. So that's, um, that's a pretty recent movie to be able to have on DVD. I just think that's, I'm glad that the service still exists because again, we, we don't have really good internet everywhere. And so that's a way for you to be able to get those movies. But yeah, if there's stuff that you want to see that's older, I don't know how else you would do it. Although anymore, I feel like between the number of streaming services that we currently have, I'm surprised that you just can't get everything via stream somewhere. Um, especially some of that older stuff, but I guess not. 913-586-7798. Jacob called us up out of Platte City. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Jamie. So I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but uh, in my camper, I keep a DVD player and a lot of DVDs along with um, my TV I have in there because even though it is actually a smart TV, it's completely worthless at most of the campgrounds I go to because I can't even get enough hotspot data on my phone to make it work. And if we want to watch a movie or something, um, that's our only really our only option um, to watch it, watch something on TV beyond what we're capable of watching on our phones with a little bit of service we got. Um, and I do occasionally frequent the uh, uh, $5, $2, whatever it is, discount rack there at Walmart to find most of what I'm looking for. Is that the easiest place to get them? Oh, it's yeah. just to go buy I mean, them? Yeah. I mean, you, uh, well, most Walmarts were right there when you walk back towards the electronics section, right out there in that main aisle, they got those little racks, like an old $5 DVDs or whatever. And they're, they're cheap. Most of them are, most of your uh, better movies are on there. Interesting. Um, I, I bought in Talladega Nights, uh, the crap I can't think of now. But uh, a couple of, I got a handful of really good ones that I bought in off of discount rack. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, Jacob. Thanks for getting in here. Uh, yeah, somebody said Canopy is the website that allows you to use your library ID to stream movies. Interesting. I did not know that. All right, coming up next, um, Matt Gutman is a correspondent that you hear on ABC News, and he has come out with a book detailing his problems battling panic attacks as an on-air reporter. John was able to talk to him recently, so we're going to play that interview for you. Talk more about that coming up next here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. 
Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.